White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23, Lawrence spelled backwards 2-3. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox. Go there to Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Subscribe. Maybe you can win a Locked on Sox prize pack. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave us a voice message. 312-566-8727 is that number or Locked on Socks at gmail.com. That is all the spiel I have for you guys because it was an awesome weekend. Oh, Chris, how are you feeling? Uh, Doing well, Herb. Happy Monday, everyone. It is episode 253 of Locked on White Mm. Sox, and we are brought to you by... Locked on MLB, join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it was a sweep, so that means a one, the White Sox win. a the two, White Sox win. Print a the three. White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. In convincing fashion, uh, the White Sox are now 41-24. and 24. By God, they are 17 games above the 500 mark. Cleveland losing yesterday to the Mariners, and the division lead is now... A very nice five and a half games, man. It's a, it's it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's let's start with the most recent. Carlos Rodon, yesterday, Herb. Oh my goodness, Carlos Rodon was out there on Sunday afternoon, just absolutely dealing. I, I would argue that it's the best stuff that he's had all year, and I'll explain that a little bit later on. But he was just amazing. Seven innings pitched. One hit only, uh, gives up the one earned run, two walks, nine punch outs. Uh, his season ERA now sits at 1.89. Uh, I know uh, there's not much uh, not to love about Carlos Rodon yesterday, but what did you love about Los yesterday? Just everything. He knew he had his good stuff, and he went after the Tigers with a veracity that I haven't seen since the time he did it versus the uh, Cleveland Indians. <laughs> He had premium stuff, but I think, you know, got a little wild. And we saw what happened at the end of the performance that he had where the ump wasn't helping him out too tough. But the guy, I, there's nobody. I don't care if you thought he was going to have a good year. There's nobody who thought Carlos Rodon was this. Nobody. I mean, maybe when he was drafted, people thought he'd be close to this, but not this. And so for him to be this guy, all credit goes to him, Ethan Katz, whoever has worked with him to get to this point. He is one of the best pitchers in the whole Major League Baseball this year, and he's going to make himself some nice money. He deserves it, and I'm glad to see that he's on my team. And I will give you guys 
the truth. I didn't want him back, and I'm glad I am eating crow right now. He has been awesome this year. Man, you, you're in a situation now where you could see possibly uh, Carlos Rodon start for the American League in the All Star game. Like it's wild, dude. Like yes. you know, I just I can't believe that I'm even saying it, but here we are. Um, you, you're starting to think that maybe this is one of those charmed seasons. You have the really bad luck of all the injuries, but everyone else just stepping up. And that here they sit now at, a, at an amazing 17 games over 500. And let's talk about uh, some of Rodon yesterday. That's st- some of the things that stuck out to me, uh, you know, from the fourth inning on, that's when I started to really lock in and notice, like, oh, man, he's got the plus-plus stuff today. Uh, fourth inning, Miguel Cabrera, we know he's not what he once was. Yeah. But that sequence there, the fastball up, here you go, and then burying two sliders right after that, that's a future Hall of Famer right there with basically no chance against Rodon. Um, he ends the inning with one of the nastiest uh, sliders in the fifth to Willie Castro and Steve Stone called the stuff overwhelming. And then, you know, we, we were talking about this in our text thread, but um, the, the, the concept of the no-hitter, did we want it, did we not want it? We'll talk about that in a second. But in the sixth inning, I started to worry because the Sox were poised for a big inning on the offensive side. Yeah. Buck Farmer comes in. Uh, you know, at some point, this Tigers bullpen was going to break, and a long inning I thought would be inevitable. Uh, Sox, you know, threw eight hitters up there uh, in the top half of the sixth. And then maybe, you know, it didn't really affect Carlos that much in the next inning. He starts to mix in the curveball early on in the count, give a little bit of a different look to some of the Tigers hitters. It didn't work per se, but like I said, he did have the different look going. And uh, as he got through the second time in the order and into the third, um, p- pitch count began to climb a little bit at the end of the of the sixth. And Daz Cameron gave one a ride in, in the left field that just kind of hung up there. And, you know, and he ends the inning there. And finally, Carlos gets through six. Uh, with no hits allowed. So and it was a nice play by Vaughn out there to, to stay with that one uh, from a guy who's not an experienced left fielder. But then you go into the seventh inning, he gets Cabrera striking out, first batter of the inning, getting it up to 99 even in the seventh inning. So this is what we, we're seeing from Carlos Rodon this year. High velo late in the game, saving his best stuff, his hardest stuff for late in the game. And then he had, uh, you know, Honus Haas out with the slider <laughs> looking, but uh, you know, home plate, home plate umpire Chad Holbrook, I believe it was, he didn't call Pat it. Pat Hoiberg. Pat Pat Holbrook. Okay, Pat Holbrook. He didn't call it. Three pitches later, of course, no, no goes goodbye. Uh, Ashley Rodon tweets, "My soul" with the missed uh, pitch uh, screen grab from MLB at bat, and uh, and that was it. Um, you know, but I'll get to why I think he was better yesterday than he was during the no hitter. But we were actively not rooting against the no hitter. But I was texting with Speegs, uh, Matt Spiegel. I was texting with with you and Brendan, and we were basically the whole time. I'm like, man, I'm having a nice Sunday here, and I'm thinking about like, oh God, I'm gonna have to do a, one of those you know locked on videos for the for the network, and I don't want to do that i'm laying here in bed watching the socks and then it gets deeper and deeper and i was like damn it he's gonna do it to us isn't he then i started thinking about work today like <laughs> oh i gotta have all this extra production for Carlos rodon's no hitter for work and then uh, it was not all 27 hours yeah it was not meant to be uh, apparently and i was like grateful for that but also as we talked about herb in our text he was getting high in the pitch count there and i was cool with him just Get, bowing out of that game after seven, a really, really fine pitch outing. But I, I don't need him, you know, getting out there in the ninth inning with 120 plus pitches when we need this guy to be ready and, and possibly be the game one starter in a, in a postseason series. Yeah. And I'm, you know, not rooting against the guy. And 
I don't, you know, myself, I don't know what a no-hitter does for you. I know it's enormity, and it's very rare that it happens. It's happened six times this year, but it's a very seldom thing for a pitcher to go through his career and get a no-hitter. So to get two, especially in one season, would have been special for him. But also, for the White Sox' sake, it doesn't mean anything. And for Carlos Rodon moving forward, it doesn't mean anything. And the reason why we didn't want him to go – 130 pitches to pitch a no hitter is because of that. Like you don't want him to overextend just to get some arbitrary thing that he already actually has. So, you know, I glad he pitched that first one, got it out of the way. And this one, I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, if he doesn't, <laughs> fine. Yeah. And so when I just have him go out of the game, finish this inning, which he did strong and then have a great outing. It's still dominant just because you gave up that hit and gave up an earned run doesn't mean that you didn't strike out that man and you didn't have to face him. The last guy you would have faced is Nico Goodrum. So, you know, I was happy for him that he had a strong performance. Also sad for him that he didn't get a second no-hitter. I think one of those is coming again because oh, yeah. we're, we're tasting the, facing the Tigers again and the Pirates. I don't know if he's oh. going to be facing them. Yeah. So, and the Indians a bunch of more time, so we're good. He's probably going to throw one this again this year. But if it's more efficient, like 115 pitches, I'll do it. Yeah, it's like it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Because you look at the stuff yesterday, and it's similar to stuff that we've seen all year. But it's just it was everything was more consistent, you know. Like it wasn't like it's not a far fetched thing to be like, oh man, look at him out there with that great stuff today. No, we've seen this stuff more often than not. And when I say that he was more dominant yesterday than he was in his no hitter, hear me out for a second. I know it's hard to argue against the no hitter, but. Uh, swings and misses yesterday versus the no-hitter. Yesterday, 22 swings and misses, no-hitter, only 19 uh, wow. through nine innings. Max velocity yesterday, 100.5, no-hitter, 98.8. And strikeouts, nine versus seven in the no-hitter. So, you know, again, no-hitter, you need a little bit of luck. Uh, you need your defense to play well behind you. You need to be a little more economical with your pitches. But as far as absolute filth, triple X prawn out there on the mound on Sunday, man, that that start from Rodon yesterday was as good as it gets and as good as, we, as we've seen from him. And it, it's really encouraging. And I'm certainly not rooting against another no-hitter, but what's best for the Chicago White Sox and what's best for Carlos Rodon, I think, is just to get him to the postseason. And, you know, you don't want him overexerting himself trying to get to another no-hitter here. So I think it will happen, too, though. I I think you're right about that. So um, we'll get to some other things in the next segment here, but just a nice win for the Sox on Sunday, finishing uh, finishing off the Tigers, which is a nice thing that this team doesn't, you know, they don't take games off. Like, there's no, like, yeah. Here, we won the first two. Let's punt. Even with a, a Sunday lineup out there, everyone's contributing, and I'm going to get to that a little bit in the next segment. But this team's got you know somewhat of the killer instinct going here, and they knew they were supposed to beat that team, and anyone could have beat the Tigers, I think, yesterday with Rodon out there. But uh, they scored just enough to, to get the job done and a really comfortable, nice, easy win on Sunday. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the other things that happened in this series next uh, after a quick timeout. But we've got a, a giveaway. We've got a ticket giveaway for what could be an ALCS preview this week on the South Side. And we're going to tell you how you can win tickets to win, to see Sox and Rays live on the South Side in the Herb Lawrence seats. Herb's giving out his seats again. Do you ever go to a game, Herb? What's going on here? I mean, these are just, <laughs> these two games in particular, I couldn't go to no matter what. I have a, a perform a performance, a <laughs> appearance tonight. I mean, I guess I'm performing in front of people. <laughs> you are um, yeah. appearance in Carpentersville. So come out. I don't know the address yet. Follow my uh, Eckner Wall 23 to know where I'm going to be at in Carpentersville <laughs> here in the area. 
And then on Wednesday is an afternoon game, so I have to work that day. So those Wednesday tickets I'm giving away here on Locked on Sox later on the program. Absolutely, and we'll tell you how you can do that. And I'm trying to find uh, your, uh, your 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 location for Carpentersville. I just searched at Ecknerwall23 Carpentersville, and uh, it's a lot of odd things. I see I see a, t- a tweet with uh, uh, "Catch me outside." How about that from from Doctor <laughs> Phil? <laughs> like, uh, um, if she lived in your state, what town would she be from? And you said Addison, and someone replied Carpentersville. <laughs> um, Sam Barrington, more like Sam Carpentersville. That's from 2015. So there's some really good stuff on your twitter timeline about carpentersville but the well, folks in carpentersville <laughs> will hate me when i'm out there Are you talking bad about my city wow like wow. boys. good <laughs> lord all right we'll take a quick time out and we'll talk about the rest uh, of this series against the tigers next here on locked on white Sox. this episode of locked on white Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's Wealthfront.com slash MLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash MLB to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it was a sweep over the Tigers this weekend and a really satisfying victory uh, on Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll begin there, then we'll get to that total disaster on, that was Friday night's game. Uh, not a total disaster, but it was a real mess, uh, quite literally. Saturday. The Sox win 15-2. to uh, Tigers reliever Bo Burles was out there puking his guts out as the Sox were up 10-2. Um, this is why you can't miss a minute, folks. Like, you know, even in a blowout, you got to stay locked in for every minute. My, I was I went to Mariano's, and my buddy Joe, a Sox season ticket holder, texted me. He's like, some guy from the Tigers is puking his guts out right now. I was like, damn it. I knew I shouldn't have went to the store, so I had to go back and, and rewind it. But, yeah, there he is, giving it all, <laughs> leaving it all out there on the field, including his uh, – insides um but that was just an odd odd game and you know it, it really brought me back her when when the, the Sox don't do this to the tigers often and it had real uh it, it made me re- reminisce about the times that the tigers had just you know beat the shit out of the white Sox over the past few years like you know yeah. but not even just during the rebuild years but before that when the Sox were middling which was pretty much the last decade or so and the tigers always had a strong team your miguel cabrera's victor martinez prince fielder when he was there you know castellanos you know uh, take your pick verlander verlander yeah and then you know they were yeah that saturday game reminded me a lot of this to the ninth 
Sox need 18 to tie. It's 18 to nothing, Detroit. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is one of my favorites. It time. is. It's it's a it's a gem that we don't we don't roll out that often. But there it is. It reminded me of that. So the Sox win 15 to two. And how about Brian Goodwin, Herb? Remember, I asked you about a month ago. Is it time for Brian Goodwin? And you said no because you have an anti-Brian Goodwin agenda. You always have. <laughs> uh, but no, to you, but to your credit, like the Sox, they, they persevered. They they had Billy Hamilton out there a lot, and he become became Billy the hitter. And you know, Billy Bats, I was calling him, and he he was contributing. So they were able to get by. And you know, Brian Goodwin was a the guy they signed after Luis Roberts' injury, and he kind of just sat there in, in AAA. Uh, and maybe they just wanted to get some at bats under him, but he comes out there Saturday and just puts on a show early, you know. And I, we've talked about this a lot: this moving train that the White Sox have here. You know, you guys, you know, meeting the level of expectations of a winning ball club. And this is something I didn't get to on Friday's show, but Liam Hendricks was asked after the Madrigal injury. Uh, he, he said he was talking to guys around in different teams, and he says, I've spoken to a couple guys from different clubhouses, and they're saying, how do you guys ever lose a game? That's the sort of talent we've got on this side. So they know they have depth, they know they have talent, and they know that guys will step up. But Brian Goodwin goes uh, three for five, excuse me, two for five with five RBI and a three-run bomb on Saturday, and I thought this was interesting. This is what he said. Uh, post game, sort of about the road uh, that that he's taken to get here to the White Sox this season. Uh, it's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. You know, I obviously didn't start here. I was I was in another situation, and I got out of that. Fortunately, uh, wasn't too happy about how that went, but you know, it, it helped me to keep that chip on my shoulder. Time over here in May, and uh, I'm I'm still a little pissed off. So, you know, I'm gonna take it out on everybody else that I play against. Don't underestimate a chip on someone's shoulder when you're playing on a good baseball team. You know, he had a good year two years ago with uh, with the Angels and you know, a decent career with the Nation, uh, Nationals, but here he is, Brian Goodwin, with a chance to win some ball games and just steps right in game one. You got to love it, don't you? Oh, it's man, it's so awesome because – you heard him. You heard the the pain and the hurt in his voice. Like he's like, how dare the Pittsburgh Pirates release me? That's that's insulting to me. And I got a chip on my shoulder. All the rest of the league are gonna have to feel it when I'm out there. And he played his ass off on Saturday. Um, that rocket double to start in the first inning. Man, I was very happy for him. I was like, hey, if nothing else. He starts his White Sox career with a rocket double. I think Lance Miller should the same thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He knew we were there watching opening day yeah. there in 2010 or whatever it was, 2011. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, all right, cool. He did a good job. And then comes up the next inning with that rocket home run. I was like, man, it's a good feel-good story. And it seems like every single person that Tony puts up in the lineup nowadays just does well. It doesn't matter who's out there. If it's Nick Magical's replacement, Mandic's getting hit. If it's uh, Adam Engel getting a replacement in plays for either Luis Robert or Billy Hamilton, he gets hits. Lurie Garcia is starting to get a lot of clutch hits. Bats first on on Sunday and gets a bunch of hits. And then Byron Goodwin. It's just everything is going right for the White Sox. It's a feel-good story. They're playing way better than I even thought, even if they had a full squad. They're just winning series now like with ease and taking down some good ass teams. I know the measuring stick is really this week where you got the race tonight through Wednesday, and then you have the Astros on the road. But so far this year, it surprised me, surprised the hell out of me, how the team is playing and how everybody's just coming in. And like you said, this might be one of those special years where 
2005, and I hate to bring it up. I'm sorry, guys. 2005 <laughs> bullpen was the best bullpen by far, and it just surprised everybody. Cliff Polite was awesome. Neil Cox was awesome. And then we went through three closers, and still every time they would get the job done. And this way it feels like every uh, substitute player, every replacement player comes in and does a job, does exactly what he is, is called on to do, and has actually good game. Brian Goodwin, Larry Garcia, now we have Adam Engel out there. Whoever we put out there nowadays is working out well after that first beginning where Jake Lamb sucked and Nick Williams was tr- got awful. Yeah, man. You know, look, it is hard to win the, the World Series, man. It is really hard, and you need a lot of luck along the way, and the Sox have had their share of bad luck along the way. They've had enough bad luck for, you know, an, an entire, you know, division, you know, like they the, the injuries with, with Eloy and Luis Robert and, and Madrigal now, like so many guys who you thought would be fixtures on this team, and they were going to... We were skeptical, like even with all those guys, we had the conversations before the year, like, "Oh, is this team as good as the Twins? You know, do they have the depth? Can can they match up against the Indians' pitching staff?" Like, even that's with us knowing that you're going to have the guys like Robert Jimenez, Madrigal in there every day, and we we're still like, "Hmm, we'll we'll see how it goes, man." Uh, you know, they're going to have to prove it. Then you take them out of the lineup completely, and you just you know put basically replacement level players in their stead, and they're they're having like not career years but they're contributing in big moments for the team and i just thought that's gonna be you know it's very early here it's only june but this could be like the signature of this team this year you know whatever they end up doing in the postseason if they if they're fortunate enough to get there but i think the story of this season will will be told by what's been happening the first two and a half months of the season all these guys stepping up, and it's been doom and gloom after the day after these injuries. And Rick Khan gets out there and talks, and we're we're all just like, oh man, poor Rick's got to go out there and talk about another sixty day injury, you know. But then you you have these guys up there who are playing for their lives, their professional lives, and you have the the Hall of Fame manager maybe, and maybe there's something to that where they're you're rising up to the level of expectations because they know you got a Hall of Fame manager. You've got all stars up and down the roster. You have a team that's already winning, so everyone is just totally locked in at this point. And you, your culture is so strong, where you can practically welcome in anyone and make them feel welcome and embraced. And to the extent where you have Brian Goodwin in here, game one, you know, at bat one, contributing. It's just it's it's really remarkable, and it's it's becoming something that I I didn't think I was going to enjoy is seeing how they were going to scramble and fill these roster spots with no Eloy and no Robert because we love watching those guys so much, right? Like those guys are like two of our favorite players on the team to watch and I'm really enjoying how they're filling in for those guys and just becoming a, a team along the way. And it sounds cheesy, man, but sometimes in baseball you need that. You need that that it factor, that the 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 variables that you can't quantify and it's stuff like that and it's just really encouraging. Um so Friday's game what a disaster. Uh, I, I was watching the whole game, unlike uh, two Fridays ago where they, they were pounding the Tigers and I decided to you know just uh, go to sleep a little bit early because it looked like that victory was well in hand and it turned out it was not. They ended up walking it off anyway. But that game Friday um, was just – it was fun because Lucas Giolito you know, was, was pretty good and you, know, you knew they were going to win the whole time and then – Liam Hendricks comes in to start the ninth, and then, uh, you know, amongst rain, it started to rain uh, before he comes into the game, and it was kind of a vibe uh, up until that point because you figure the victory was was well in hand and Liam Hendricks has been dominant, and then all of a sudden here comes the rain, and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on out there? Why are they even playing? Like, I get the logic of trying to, 
you know, complete this game while you know you only have a half inning to get through. But it was it was funny because it was it was seriously it was a downpour out there, and I don't know if this was a, a thing that Tony's got to be better at. Even before that inning, like, why does that inning even have to start? Like, I don't understand who thought that that was cool because you saw Liam Hendricks taking his warm-up tosses, and I believe, I'm not a great lip reader, but I do believe he said, Herb, eight's fucked. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what he said. He couldn't grip the baseball. He was falling all over the mound, and I just don't understand what was going on there. So at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm not here uh, I've had too long of a week to to wait out a rain delay, however long it's going to be. So I did tap out of that one, but not before. And I'll get your thoughts on this on this disaster, uh, but not before uh, there was just shenanigans in the stands with shirtless men. Good decision making in this. Yeah, I mean, you once. can see by the dugout floor that it's coming down pretty hard. Uh, shirts are at a premium. But all the shirtless people are taking pictures with one another. They're it's a shirtless baseball fan convention. I don't think they know each other, and they're all taking pictures together. We were going to take a break, but this is too much to go away from, everybody. All right, so three shirtless people and one shirtless man yeah. following each other to the concourse. And let's go up that way and take a picture where it's a little less wet. Of course, at this point, I don't think it matters to those guys. You know what, honestly, let's just dance instead. Where are they going? What could be more fun than what they're doing right now? Now the hat's off, and we're wringing out the hair. Guys, wait up. And into the flood of people he goes. You always have the right of way when you're shirtless, by the way, walking <laughs> along the concourse. Come back with us. You never know what you're going to see. So three portly strangers taking pictures, uh, and it really truly means that we are on the other side of this pandemic, I believe, because people are doing people things, and it, it was fun to see, but having Liam Hendricks go out and start that inning, not fun to see. Yeah, it was very weird, very odd that driving rains on the field. I could see it. You know, sometimes, you know, what you're looking on the TV is a little harder or less than what is real. But you could see the water just rising and sticking on the balcony of uh, on the balcony, on the railing of the dugout. So you can see like standing rain there. And you're like, why? How can you grip a baseball properly if it's raining all the time? And that's what Liam said. He said the umpire's ball bag was wet. <laughs> I was, so, it sounds like a personal issue. Exactly. He needs some, uh, need some gold bond. So he, he kept on giving them different balls. He's like, they're all wet. And that's what he said though, when he threw the ball to the side. The, that was my favorite, dude. When he, when he takes the ball and just whips it to the side. Like we, We're texting like, this guy is a straight-up crazy person. But yeah. I'm so glad he's our crazy person. Also from that game Friday night is we got a tweet. And we love being uh, rent-free in your heads. Uh, we, we got this tweet from uh, Matt Young, uh, at Chung diesel on twitter uh talking he was at comerica park during that that downpour and he tweeted the two of us uh and he said even monica and rachel couldn't play in this monica and rachel <laughs> and i appreciated that very much <laughs> that was one of my favorite things that someone had the you know courtesy to tweet us about that his pro- protestations caused the the rain <laughs> delay to happen so it should have happened more quicker than that i know the umps is like you know let's just get these three outs and go instead of this 45 minute thing they got some reservations at some detroit bar and they wanted to make it but it was the right call for liam hendricks to get pissed if you can't throw the ball and you're throwing 97 
it's going to be dangerous for everybody involved, and he's going to go on, go on his uh, record, which he eventually uh, blew that game, and I put those in quotes, in the 10th inning, so I or in the ninth inning, so when they resume. But I don't too much uh, disagree with his tantrum that he threw right there. It got the job done, and he was right in his, in his remarks. So do you think um... – the umpires were they were talking about how they have dinner reservations after and one was like i'm going to american coney island and the other one's like no i'm going to the other one whatever the other one was uh but the yeah. two places that serve hot dogs uh one of them with chili and one of them not i don't remember the difference it's, between the two and, to be isn't honest that weird like you're you're also celebrating a different city too within your favorite sit food city yeah like oh here's some coney island dogs yeah it's detroit style though <laughs> did they man chili i'm looking did they close one of them maybe i mean there was a redundancy to begin with to be honest with you but there's american coney island and what was the other one lafayette was that the other one that they used to oh, have that sounded right yeah we went there after our, our trip up there about 10 years ago or so and uh it was uh it was very a, f- a very faulty car ride on the way home from detroit <laughs> but yeah. uh um l- lasting impressions of this tiger series that what do you make of dylan sees dominance against the tigers impressed not impressed uh, I, I err on the side of like just I want to see some of that against some some good competition. I, I'm pleased that he did it, but you know I, w- I would like to see him take that next step. Maybe no, I'm very impressed with what he's done versus Detroit. I mean, those are major league baseball players. Yes, they might be at the bottom, but you know who wants to face the Jonathan Scope? And depending on which day, you don't want to face Miguel Cabrera. And you already said his name. Haas 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 is the best player of all time. He keeps on just hitting home runs and doubles. So, yeah, to go 8-0 to start your career versus one team is impressive, no matter what the team is. He's the first White Sox pitcher to win his first eight starts against a single opponent. And the whole history of the team, that is pretty impressive. He should be uh, celebratory of this record. And he has to face them, what, five times a year maybe? If you're going to be facing them this much, you might as well just dominate them. It's very impressive that they haven't figured him out. He's faced them eight times, and he's domination versus them. So you would think, you know, the familiarity, that's what happened with uh, most of the people with the White Sox. So we killed Justin Verlander early in his career. Then he got familiar with what we're trying to do. And then from the rest of the time on, pretty much, Justin Verlander killed us. They haven't made the adjustment on Cease yet, and as long as they haven't, keep on doing your thing, Dylan Cease. We'll take a quick timeout, preview the Rays series, and tell you how you can win Herb Lawrence's tickets next on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. Herb and I, we just ordered 36 new Built Bars for our workspace because we love to snack during our shows on the score and we don't want them to have bad choices during the day. So we ha- we keep Built Bars in abundance at work. They're right there next to us in the control room. So let me ask you, Herb, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Which ones did we order? I already forgot. They're so delicious, though. I, well, I love the peanut butter brownie. That is one of my favorites. I think you ordered some salted caramel for us, which also I love that flavor. And thirdly, if you're going to order Built Bars for me, give me that cookies and cream, too. I'm on max yeah. all of them. I and, did. I got you some cookies and cream. I'm glad you like those. So yeah, we, oh, yeah, that's my stuff because you, it's under uh, it's under 200 calories for all of them. Like I think the cookies and cream is like 160 calories. And I'm telling you, sitting on the board from a you know a beginning of a baseball game to the end, you're gonna have three to four hours of just not moving. 
It's a very convenient move just to reach over in the counter and grab a built bar and take you from lunch to dinner without having all these junk food and giving you great energy too. It's awesome in the middle of a game just to sit there and eat a built bar real quick and they're delicious as hell. Absolutely they are. And a little health and fitness update. I am down 19 pounds now and I don't think Man, I, I would have done awesome. it without built bar. They've just been so clutch and they've pretty much eliminated my sweet tooth for the most part. And whenever I do have those cravings, I have these built bars right there with me. And I've got, uh, I used to think I was cool and I was an influencer, but I think I figured out what Built Bar is doing. I don't know if you got this package, her, but they sent me Grasshopper Cookie. And it's a mm. new one that they're rolling out. I would expect you guys will see that soon at BuiltBar.com. It is those concrete mixers. It's one of my favorite uh, delicacies. And it's only 150 calories with 17 grams of protein, and it's delicious. I'm going to have one here right after the show as my little treat. So if you want to have some Built Bars for yourself, have healthy snack options in your life. Go to BuiltBar.com, and if you go there, use our promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off of your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74.5 hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code. Locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. So it could be her, but ALCS preview with the two best teams in the American League right now. If you if you're looking at run differential, it's uh the White Sox still at plus 103, number one in all of baseball. Then you have the Dodgers at plus 89, and then there they are, the Tampa Bay Rays plus 78. So you have the two top teams in the American League squaring off, and we have tickets for you for Wednesday's afternoon game, Herb. And we have decided to give away Herb Lawrence's tickets. We're going to do something a little more unconventional. We rewarded the the the, the early bird got the worm last go-around with the, uh, the tickets to the Toronto series when the first person who listened and uh, was able to DM Herb won the tickets. But we're going to do something. We're going to make you work a little bit, even though it is short notice on, on our account. But we have decided, tweet us, at LockedOnSox. We want to see... Your most random, odd, unconventional P 
piece of socks memorabilia, something that will make us laugh or give us like a that guy moment. Like, oh, this is a, a pair of my sneakers autographed by Brian Dawback because uh, I saw him like at a bar or something like that. Something random like that uh, because we all have it. Like I've got my, you know, Brandon McCarthy ticket stub up there somewhere. And, you know, uh, everyone, you know, my Lyle Mouton autographed baseball up at my parents' house. I got to bring that back and to share on the show or my Esteban Loiza baseball uh, that I've got back here. But we want to see your odd memorabilia and whoever has the odd oddest, funniest thing that a Sox player, sort of like our Sox in the city, your odd memorabilia encounter with a White Sox player or former player, uh, tweet us a photo of you, of said memorabilia and to Locked on Sox, at Locked on Sox, and you will win a pair of tickets to uh, to Sox Rays. That is a Wednesday 110 first pitch on the south side. So I uh, hope you have the day off of work Wednesday. But yeah, I want to see those pictures. I want to see that odd memorabilia, Herb. Yeah, make sure you can go to the game before you answer and give us a thing because we want to give the person who listens to this episode a reward for listening, for enjoying what we're doing here. And so if you can go, awesome. If you can't, please don't respond with to us. Just say, hey, on the side, here's the thing, because we want to make sure that if we're going to pick the winner – that person is going to be able to go because we'll announce the winner to- on tomorrow's show right before the game. So Locked on Socks on Twitter, send your v- very funniest. It could be like very obscure, like, hey, you got a Craig Grayback uh, batting glove. One time I saw him at the uh, Old Orchard Mall. He was just there <laughs> just chilling with his batting glove, and he just like, hey, kid, you want a glove? <laughs> I, I don't put that too much past Craig Grayback just giving people gloves because he's such a nice guy. Oh, yeah, but, obviously, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I just want hey, Kurt, to Kurt get Has- away. Kurt Hasler signed my uh, my COVID vaccination <laughs> card, you know, <laughs> something that, like that. That definitely would win. <laughs> and if you have Mansuli, oh. and I know my man Mansuli has a or a uh, guy here in uh, White Sox Twitter has Mansuli's uh, moniker moniker as his uh, thing. like moniker and Rachel like that. But yeah. if you have any Mansuli, moniker and Rachel, that automatically jumps you up to a level higher than everybody and also if you have anything signed by anything signed by frank manichino fuck the home run if you have anything signed by frankie uh that that automatically puts you in great standing you got a great shot so uh tweet at locked on socks uh let's get some traction some some interactions with the twitter page here and we'll uh announce a winner uh, as soon as we see one because i think it's going to be like if when we know it we see it so we'll let you guys know right away but big series here coming up and we'll just talk about tonight's game which should be a Jim Dandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Lance Lynn going up against Tyler Glass now. So two of the premier pitchers in all the American League on the south side going after it. I'm going to try my best to not get too angry this week or make grand proclamations about the Sox, depending on how they do, if they do poorly. you know, I'm going to try not to be doom and gloom about it. If they do well, I'm not going to you know book my, my trip to the World Series. So, But it will be good to see. This is, I'm trying to think, this is going to be the best team that they've faced uh, all season long. And the Sox are playing good baseball. Uh, so are the Rays. They just swept the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to checking it out, and it should be a fun week of baseball. Because then you got the Astros right after that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Did you say Tyler Glass now? Yeah, who is it, right? No, it's saying later. <sighs> Nothing. <sighs> oh, 
Yikes. Really? I've had a long week. I don't need that. Okay. I don't need to deal with that. <laughs> so that's Chris Tannehill. Oh, God at Chris damn it. <laughs> I'm Herb Lawrence at ExtraWall23, and the show's at Locked On Socks. Send your stuff there on Twitter, Instagram. Well, don't send it to Instagram, but go to Instagram and Locked On Socks, and also YouTube, 312 566 8727. The way you leave a voice message or Locked On Socks at Gmail to leave an email. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On Socks.